Okay. So, all right, let's let's just get started. I'm terrible with intros. So, yeah. Uh, are you there, Tyler? Yep, I'm here. Hmm. Hang on. I think uh, I think something's going on here. Uh, I need to turn my what's his name off. No. pretty good two two days here tyler yeah definitely have you lost your voice <laughs> i'm gonna lose my voice again <laughs> i know i know that's that's honestly like the biggest thing i worry about now is like that's me the entire game i and know <laughs> my voice like goes like that it's gonna get real bad it's going to get to the point where I can't even talk. And <laughs> well, you know what? If that's the case, if, if that's the case, I can just I can just do the 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 intro <laughs> and just try and host. Yeah. You know what might be worse? It might be worse at home losing my voice. Cuz yeah. there there it's like me screaming the whole game. I can't scream at Jack Trice the whole game cuz then you just look like a lunatic. And although I am. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the cause for celebration is we just got two really damn good three-star and four-star wide receivers. We'll talk a little bit about their ratings and how dumb it is later. But, man. Tell me what you're feeling. Everybody knows what I'm feeling. What are you man, feeling? I, I, was, I was elated, man. I, I, these last few days, I was like, man, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. That's exactly what my um, what my uh, reactions were, dude. Like, we just literally boosted the wide receiver room again. It's – it's this, and, and then just with this Wait, for a receiver, man, like – Again? We haven't had this talent, Tyler. Right. We haven't had this talent. Maybe, maybe Alan Lazard. Yeah, was a little since, better, though. yeah since Lazard. But, it was, but. For a few years there, it was the Lazard show. Right. So, then we got – sorry, I had to take a drink. I'm going to lose my voice if I don't. But it was the Lazard show. Yeah, we had Hakeem Butler, who kind of came on later. Um we had Marching Murdoch. We had some guys like transfer in, but like for those few classes there, there's a whole bunch of like eh, uh, Lazard, please, please, uh, bring it home. So, yeah, let's talk about Jason Essex. 
let's get going here. Jason Essex is six foot three. His offers are all over the place. Uh, Oklahoma State, that's a that's a real good team out east offer. That one feels good. <laughs> beating that's them for any, beating them for anyone, even like a I don't even know, even like a cheerleader. I like doing that. You can beat them anywhere. So beating them for a really good wide receiver feels so good. I don't even know if they had any chance at him, but it don't matter. Right. I mean, it's on the offer list. And as I said in previous shows, he's not going to get the ball thrown to him. He's just going to be blocking. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, like, I'm there, dude. It's like, what are you talking about, Tyler? He's a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, if he goes there, yeah, yeah they'll turn the four-star wide receiver into a blocker real quick. Yeah, we're with that three yards and a cloud of dust off him. So dumb. So boring. You want to play there. But, Let's yeah. Sleep. You can go back and listen to my thoughts about him on the instant reaction and other shows. I think he's awesome. I think he reminds me a lot like Michael Petway, maybe a maybe a slimmer than Michael Petway, but def I would probably say a better uh, run after the catch guy than Michael Petway. Looks yeah. a lot more looks a lot more fluid and a lot more comfortable. Yeah, but maybe he's not up there physically just yet as Michael Petway. That'll but- come. With- Go ahead. I said that will come with time. Oh yeah, this is gonna yeah. be the offseason program and then the offense. Yeah, well, well Michael Petway was like once they're two twenty five, so yeah, big dude, tank. My big thing with him is the spread on him for these rating services has everybody all confused. I think if if we were to give him a 24-7 rating, because I go by them because they use the most numbers to kind of say how good a guy is. Right. I would probably give him um, – I'd probably give him a, like, 80, 87, 88 rating, probably closer to 88, to be honest. And that's just because I'm unsure about the competition that he plays because he's owning the competition but I'm just a little unsure of like how good that competition is. He could easily be a four star. He's right up there on rivals. Yeah. But he's an 83 on 24 seven. It doesn't make any sense at all. Zero sense to me that he's an 83 rated player. He looks like he looks, he, when he's on the field, he's the most dominant player period. And That's usually a guy who's up there 88, 89 rated. And I, I don't understand it. It's like, <laughs> what more does he need to do? I think since he didn't go to camps, he didn't run track, he didn't do all that. He played basketball. I think that really actually uh, affected him. What's that guy? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they, just, they just need more. They need more data. Okay. They need more tangible data. They for some reason, they can't put on the tape and see that he's a stellar player. So, I don't know. The tape doesn't lie. <laughs> the tape doesn't lie. Man, I'm really excited about getting Jason Essex. So, 
Yeah, me too, man. Especially strengthening that Kansas City pipeline, dude. There's the can- the Kansas City pipeline. The Kansas City pipeline, man. There are so many good players in Kansas City. If you go like go on those whatever sites and just look at Kansas City and you're like, look at all these four star dudes. There's yep. some five star dudes in there. And you have to go you have to go to both Kansas and Missouri because it's on both sides. Right. Like, we have, like Carson Willick and Ikenna Ezeogu are both from Kansas City, but they're from the Missouri side. Right. So yeah, like <laughs> They're, they're Kansas City guys. Jalen Knoll, Kansas City guy. Johnny Wilson, Kansas City guy. Well, we're going to start seeing them pop up. They're from the previous two recruiting classes. They're from the same high school. Um, yeah, it's lock it down, Shieldhouse. Lock it down, man. Lock it down. So, and then the other one. <laughs> what do we think, Tyler? We got Ooh, Greg Gaines. Greg, got Greg Gaines, dude, Greg Greg Gaines, Gaines today, baby. Was a hell of a get. That was a hell of a get, man. Especially considering all the offer, other offers from Power Five schools he got, dude. And he chose Blue Iowa Bloods, State. dude. Blue Bloods. Blue Blood, yeah. Blue Bloods at that, especially Blue Bloods in the SEC. Like, what? Yeah. And when I tell you this, when I tell you this, man. I spoke about this on the instant reaction. He was the first guy to come on here. Yeah. Like, I, when I was like sending out messages, like, hey, podcast, you want to come on it? I was kind of, like, uh, a guy like that. Like, he got back to me real quick and he said, yeah, let's do it. And I came on. I, uh, I was like, I'm brand new to this. This is something I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still super nervous about it. And he was, he was a great guy about it. He, he was not like, oh gosh, here we go. He, he, like, I was expecting like a lot worse just because I was new to this. And right, I, like, I, I would be like, uh, this is a waste of my time, kind of like that, and maybe. Mm-hmm. But no, he was very, very nice about it. Awesome dude. He will fit right in the culture. I'm. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. He's a four-star dude. I, man. Yeah, like, honestly, one thing I will say, Eric, is that, like, I trust this staff's uh, scouting. And Scott, like, obviously, their scouting abilities are, are excellent. But just also, like, they don't just look at, oh, yeah, he's a great player, but he's a great player and a great person, too. Like, that's hard. Like, especially – uh, you know, with the players that we get, they develop talent, but then they're all they also develop uh, them like relationally. Mm-hmm. I mean, be successful outside of you know, outside of football. We have been on this guy for two years, yeah. We have been on this guy ever since the end of his freshman season. I think he led Florida in touchdowns for a wide receiver. Wow, yeah, like this, he's really good and. Here's what I have to say. Now we're great guy, but you know, <laughs> let's talk about his talent. No, his now his yeah. talent, man. Woo! So this is what I got to say. <clears throat> Back to the recruiting services here. Yep. Because everybody's gonna be like, well, you know, he's like borderline three, four star guy, and I, that's where I'm just like, hold on. 
these guys, these analysts, they they don't they do their best. I give them that. They do their very best. It's very hard to rate two thousand kids a year and right. to really give your good opinion when the guys who are standing out really like stand out. You're just like we have to give a good opinion. It's an impossible job to do it right. Yeah. But this is what I'll say. Greg Gaines, for being a four-star, he's not the fastest guy, nor is he the the best built right now. That will change when he gets in the program, but he's a slim guy. Yeah. He's not the fastest guy. And, yeah, that's what I'll say. Like, for him being a four-star, if he was a little bit faster – yeah, and it, it, here's the other thing: it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter Honestly. your speed. It doesn't matter like your build yet. If right. you're putting up points, you're making big plays. That's what matters. That's where your talent is. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't have to be the fastest person. This, this dude should be. If if you can run efficient routes and get separation, like this dude should be a top 100 player. And I know that's a real hot take. This dude should be a top 100 player. And if he put up, like, track times to show it and whatnot, he'd – and, I mean, his offers to Georgia. His offers to Miami, Penn State, uh, Tennessee, all over the place. So, like, I – it's one of those things where you just go, you know, he's really good. The talent is crazy. He's a four-star guy through and through. We're not going to look at what the recruiting sites do because right, who knows? Welcome back, guys. We had to take a little pause because my fiance kept calling me, and then I decided, uh, it's probably an emergency. She's going to call twice, and uh, it was. She lost her ring. <laughs> uh, she- Again, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> not, the first, not the first time. Anyway, um, that one we didn't find again, though. That first one, we found it. Everything's good. Hooray! <laughs> good night. All right. Well, you know what? Enough about my druthers. Damn it, Tyler! This is the best class we've ever had. Yes, it is, man. This Top is... bottom. There's no bottom. There's no bottom here. It's just top right. to the top. We got mountains. We, we got, got peaks, mountains, man. man. We're... It feels good. It feels good when you're just like, you know, we need a quarterback. Here's our list of quarterbacks, and you get one of the top guys. You know, we need wide receivers. You make a list of wide receivers, and you get two of the top guys. Oh, we got great guys for the quarterback to throw to. You look at your board for the tight ends. Oh, we want these two tight ends. We get the two top tight ends that we wanted, in Andrew Keller and Gabe Burkle. Two very different players, two of the best tight ends in the country. Oh, well, we need some people to protect that quarterback, don't we? And we get our two top offensive linemen. And then you just look at the defense and you're like, yeah, that's a monster. We got monsters over there. We got some freakish talent. Tyler, 
we thought we were good last year. We won a Fiesta Bowl. We went to the Big 12 championship. What's going to happen with four-star dudes with this class? Uh, man, I, it's just a matter of time to see, man. <sighs> like, I mean, we were, on, we were uh, 28 yards away from – from beating OU, and that was with, not with these quality players. Just now, just imagine what we can do now with these quality players coming into the program. I mean, I don't want to rip on anybody who's a Cyclone right now because I love the Cyclones. I love every single person who wears that uniform. But it's just here. Those dudes are excellent football players. But you could see that each year the level of potential keeps rising for this football team. And like the first year, our potential was down low. We were two-star talent potential in back in 2016. Right. We did all right. Next year we were three-star talent potential. We've keep growing. Now we're like all these dudes that we're bringing in are dudes. All of them. All these dudes could play at a top, top place. I mean, Rocco Beck has SEC offers. If he was on, if he was uncommitted, he would have probably gotten some blue bloods. Both our wide receivers have blue bloods. Yep. Our tight ends, Gabe Burkle's really, really good. Andrew Keller has a Texas offer, and he probably would gather gather more if he kept it open. Our offensive linemen. Man, they've got some real offers, real offers. And then you look at the other side of the ball. I mean, all those, a lot of those dudes, not only have significant interest from Blue Bloods, some of them really do have Blue Blood offers. Right. I mean, you look at a guy like Jeremiah Cooper, who we probably don't celebrate enough in this class, and he has offers on offers on offers everywhere, all over the Big 12. So we're getting guys like – and it's kind of been the narrative, and it's kind of been beaten by a lot of the other media people. Like, oh, long gone are the days where we beat out a guy, a guy who's choosing between uh, San Diego State and Colorado State. Like, long gone. Now we're sure. actually be- we're beating teams. We're beat. Well, we're beating guys who have offers from ten Power Five teams. Could go anywhere. Could go to. Maybe the the sexier pick where you go there and you go, oh, yeah, I've seen this team. I watched this team my whole life. Many of these guys say they've watched Iowa State their whole life. Either they like hurting themselves or they grew up in Iowa. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Or they're lying to you. That could be another Or Yeah, they're lying to you because, like, like with me and you, we didn't – we never knew about (laughs) Iowa State growing up, so (laughs) – Nobody, like, nothing. There is no commentary about Iowa State. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, so much so that I didn't even know they were a school. Right. I didn't even know how, like, that the team was a Power 5 football team until they played Texas. And, like, I'm sure that you kind of had the same thought when you came here. I mean, you might have known more about who they were than me, but, like, you had no idea, like the, the people went to the games, right? Because I was like, man, they got this, and they're average. I mean, um, wow. When I bought my student, like all sports student pass 
for one hundred and twenty five dollars. Oh I like, yeah, I was like, how bad are the athletics here? <laughs> I was like, you mean I get to go to every football game, every basketball game, every any game that I want to go to for one hundred and twenty five dollars? That's right. a steal. That's such a steal. And I know that it's, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Compared to you had to pay $500 for student basketball tickets, and you got to go to one-third of the games. You didn't get Are to you go serious? To you didn't get to go to every game. So for our freshman year, uh, my twin brother, he uh, he got to go to the Kentucky game, the game where they beat number one Kentucky. He was so happy because that was one of his games that he got that year. You got like – I don't know how many home games they play. Is it like – 20 or something. Yeah. You only get to go to like seven games. That's stupid. You get to go to seven games if you buy their basketball season tickets. They don't have an all sports pass. Like it's, you're just like, oh my gosh. You know, you're like, what, what would, think about for like football. If let's say that you get a split in half. And you get the Kansas game, you get the Texas Tech game, and you get a game like West Virginia. You don't get to go to the Texas game. You don't get to go to the Cyhawk game. Oh, <laughs> like, I'd be so pissed. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah, that's how it was. It's like you look at like every year it'd be like, oh, you get to go to Kentucky or you get to go to Bologna and Cheese State University. And you're just like, good night. This schedule's nowhere close. They just went like, first game goes to this group. Second game goes to this group. Third game goes to this group. Uh, fourth game goes to the first group. So if they're split up, like, weird. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to watch. And then you're going to watch, uh, I don't know, Penn State and Northwestern. While other people get to watch Michigan, Ohio State. Purdue, Michigan State, and you're just like, what Illinois. the fuck? What the right. fuck? <laughs> I, oh, man. Yeah, so Iowa State, we were really lucky because it's like, we get all those sports. You get to go wrestling, everything. And we don't have baseball, so that kind of stinks. Yeah. But I, but I probably wouldn't have gone to too many. I would have gone, but I, I would have gone to hang out and tailgate and do whatever. Oh, for but, sure. Man. This is this. If you're a student right now, you gotta soak this up. You sure do. You got man. You guys are fortunate, especially at this. Cyclone football has never been at this level, man. Oh man! Like this is awesome. This would be awesome to be a student right now. (sighs) Do you know? Like, (laughs) I would have like. My freshman and sophomore year, not trying to toot my own horn, I got pretty good grades. I would have gotten, like, C's and D's, maybe even F's, if we were a really good football team. That's all what I would do. I'd be like, football, yeah! <laughs> yeah, let's go, team! I would. My first semester would have been awful. But anyway, like, this is the best class ever. But what I got to ask you, Tyler, what's it going to take for us to get a five-star? 
Well, um, I so for me, what the what's gonna ha- have to happen? I think is we're probably gonna have to have either a double digit win season or an appearance in the playoffs, or may or have a continued success. So let's say let's say we win the the Sugar Bowl this year, and then we next year we go and make the playoff. I think if we have continued successes of making it to New Year's Six Bowl games and maybe a playoff appearance, that's all I think we're gonna get a five star players. I think yeah, I think I think we'll have to go to the playoff. Yeah. Because I think that every team that's gone to the playoff either had a five star on their roster or right. got one in a recruiting class really soon after that. Like it's it's going to take – we're going to need some five-star dudes on the oh, team yeah. to really compete in the in the playoff. There's one, though. There's one, though, in Southeast Polk. Who goes to Southeast Polk? I don't remember what that town is called. But Caden Proctor. Yeah, that I, guy is a monster. I think that, I think that is our best shot. It's going to be a tough one. It always is for a five-star guy. But I, I think that we have a shot to get him. I think that we have a great strength and conditioning program. I think we have a great coach who's proven I'm sticking around, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the hard part is when you're Bama, and your Ohio State, you're going against little old Iowa State. You can things. We got banners. We got all that. We're going to the playoff. That is, and basically, the recruits get to choose which school they want to go to. Now, obviously, every recruit gets to choose, but those guys basically say, "I want to go here," and it doesn't matter. They have offers everywhere. Right. Everywhere, if they want a Georgia offer and they don't have one, they can say, "Hey, I want one," and they'll give it to them. So, I think that we have a shot at Caden Proctor. I think we do. He's a he's a monster. There, there's guys that have really good technique, and then there's guys who have really good technique who murder dudes, and those dudes usually become four-star, five-star players. Caden Rogers, a guy who has good technique, very good technique, very good athleticism, and murders dudes. That's why they're a five-star. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get too hyped up and hopeful for that because we're still a year away from even probably making a decision, and we're over a year and a half away from his signing day. So... Probably probably shouldn't get too pumped up, but I think that Iowa State, with the state of the program, how it is, what we're competing, what we're trying to do, the the guys that we're already bringing in, so he knows that he's not the only one there. I think that we have a shot. I'm not going to say a good shot yet because I doubt he even knows where he's going. I doubt even he knows a clue where he's going, but – just the thought of it, just the thought that we could be in the running. 
So it's it's just crazy because like just like five years ago we would have like never ever been in this position. Now we're now we're fighting it out with Alabama and Ohio State for these same guys. It's just, I mean, seven it's, eight years ago, seven eight years ago, we were just hoping that Alan Lazard, because Alan Lazard at one point was the top wide receiver in the country. Yep. He was the top wide receiver in the country. That's what they rated him at. But he wasn't a five-star guy. I remember hoping and praying that he they would bump him up to a five-star because I thought that is our only chance ever of getting a five-star guy is the guy who's basically going to commit to us to become a five-star. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> uh, man, I – it's times have changed because now we're just like, oh, four stars. Yeah, we got a couple of those. Right. Yeah. Life's good. Well, hopefully some more come on board. It's a weird time, man. It's a weird time because now 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 we used to hope we used to hope to be seven and five. Yeah. And now seven and five is gonna be a disappointment. A terrible disappointment. We'll be like <laughs> we're not gonna be like fire fire Campbell, but we'll definitely be like, what the heck happened? Mm-hmm. What happened here? So, I got in a, I kind of did something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sleep much last night. And there was some talk in the chat of people going like, hey, what if we get Kate Brocker? What if we get him? And I said, if we get a five-star, I'll Twitch stream me streaking through, doing whatever, streaking somewhere. Oh, boy. <laughs> And then hustle again because I'm a dummy. You you know that if that if we land this dude, people will message me every single day. When are you live streaming? You streaking? <laughs> Let me tell you guys, it's not going to be a sight that you want to see. Okay. And <laughs> what am I? I want to like <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it because that's how bad I want a five star. That's how much fun I'll have. And but man, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm crazy. This is so dumb. What am I doing? I would never say that for basketball though, because we've gotten five stars. So Lindell Wigginton. Right. So, what <laughs> I can see myself doing this though. What What does it mean to be a five star? Is this being a consensus five star? Is this just five star based on one site? What do you think, Tyler? What's that? Do you, does do does this guy have to be a consensus five star for whatever five star commits? Or like consensus, consensus meaning like ESPN rivals and twenty four seven, or does it have to be uh, just one? I would just say just one. Oh um, come on! <laughs> come on! That makes it so much worse. Um, <laughs> just one, dude. Forever now, like no matter when this happens, I'll have to do it. Or does this mean just next year? Uh, probably oh, just next year. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> that that tightens the window a lot because, because I can see I can see I can see us ten years down the road being like, hey, uh, remember that tweet that you put out? Yeah, are you gonna you, gonna, uh, you gotta do it? <laughs> you gotta go do it. And I'll be like, that was, <laughs> that was my ten years ago. What my kids gonna think? <laughs> Why is dad naked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Why is dad running through a cornfield naked? <laughs> well, well, kids, dad said 10 years ago that when he get a five star recruit, then he'll streak on live stream. <laughs> Don't ever make mistakes like your father. <laughs> Don't ever make promises. So, and then I'll come running back. See, kids, you keep your promises. You always keep your promises. <laughs> keep those promises. The funny thing is, I can totally see you doing something like that. <laughs> That's the oh, scary my. thing. <laughs> no, I'm Tyler, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Cause I said it, you know, Cyclone Nation. I know they're gonna they're gonna hold you accountable to they're that. They're hold me accountable. Thank so. Back way back long ago, like during the se- last season. So not that long ago, but last season I said, and I didn't even know who I was talking about. But I said Davion Nixon is not a first round player because all these people like start. Like saying that, and I said, said on Twitter, I just commented, Davion Nixon is not a first-round player. And then I was stupid enough to say he's not even a day-two player because I didn't know who he was at the time. Right. Then I started looking into it, and I was like, oh, wait, no, he's having a pretty good season. <laughs> this is a guy who plays for the team out east. And they right. were ripping me a new one and telling me, like, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. And I go even deeper. I double down on it. And I go, I could tell you eight dudes who are better than him and will get drafted before him. Some of them didn't even come out for the draft. So that was bad because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, we're running out of options here. Thankfully, he went in the fifth round. Or you know my Twitter would have been destroyed for weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Hope he has a decent career. The team he played for last year was – I hate him, but I hope he has, does a decent career. But, man, my – I started to see him coming up the mock draft boards, and he, mm-hmm. then he finally got, like, in the first round, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, number 32 drafted. I was like, oh, shit. He's going to get drafted, and I'll never hear the end of it. So – Thank God that happened where I dodged that bullet. I don't know why he fell that low, though. I kind of thought he would get drafted one of the first two days. So, yeah. Oh, well. So, one thing that we need to talk about, we can't miss this. This is this week. We got to talk about this. Yep. Matt Campbell said this week he got into – he got into coaching not to be somebody, but to do something. That's a really powerful quote. It is. And I hope that 
it means a lot of good for Iowa State. But I hope that people who listen to that quote can really take what he means by it because it's very important. Because there's a lot of posers in real life who are trying oh, yeah. to be somebody, going on Instagram, flashing it, trying caring all about the followers, all that kind of stuff, really blah, 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 blah. It's important for business because it helps with exposure and whatnot. Right. But in terms of coaching, you don't need to be somebody. All you have to do is coach up guys, recruit guys, coach them up, win games, repeat. Right. And and at least try to have some type of development. Or if you – Let's say if you're not really successful, make them into better, better men. You mm-hmm. know that's that's the point of of being a coach is to develop players and to get them ready for stages after football if they don't if they don't go on to play football in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And what what that quote means to me is that they're not they're not fucking around with a damn row the boat slogan when they say because. You know, you don't you don't hear other coaches say that type of a quote. Right. And for for Matt Campbell, who really doesn't say anything in press conferences, like a that lot type of football of quote, talk. Yeah. That type type of quote really emphasizes what you believe. Because that doesn't come out of somebody who doesn't believe it. Right. They don't think about that. That whole row the boat thing up in Minnesota, that's Kind of getting old. Didn't really row the boat last year. Like, it's really something like, are you just talking catchphrases? Are you talking right. slow? Are you doing that? Or are you actually really, is that part of your program where you're going to work hard every day, do blue collar stuff? So, well, I think, re- and that, go ahead. I was going to say, and I think that's why, I think that's why. Uh, recruits and other players love Matt Campbell because he's actually is who who he says he is. He's not just putting up some BS. That's who he actually is in like real life. Like he shows concern for his players. Um, he he'll coach you up, you know. And then the coaching staff is literally the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And like you heard it from the Will McLaughlin interview this week, they would call him. All the time, well, coach would. One of the coaches would call him all the time and just spend five minutes just saying how his day was, how you doing, like building that culture with the guys already, getting right. them kind of indoctrinated it even before they committed. And I can tell you that goes throughout the whole program with basically all the recruits. They even do that with trainers and other types of um, who kind of have it in with a lot of the high school prospects. And those call them every week and be like, hey, what are we hearing? What's going on? Let's check in. Let's see how it's going. Blah, blah, blah. Building that, building relationships because that's what matters in recruiting. And yep, just checking in, seeing if everything's okay. And that, like, you can't just say you have a five-star culture and beat it into people and just hope that they, like, hope that they fall in line with it. We, that's what, like, the military does and say, this is how we do right. it. Like, with a five-star culture, that has to come from the players. Right, the players have to buy in to that message. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not that they buy in. 
they're the ones who start it and perpetuate it. Right, right. Now, obviously, Matt Gamble had a big part of starting it, but every year when you when you come back to training camp, when you come back to do whatever, spring practice, it's the players who perpetuate it. You can only – the coach can only do so much. The players are the ones who say, let's go in early, let's stay late, let's make sure we're doing this right. And then, hey, let's go on Friday night and watch film <laughs> instead of go yeah, right. Like, oh yeah, like you. That's that's sacrifice right there. Because I know a lot of people are. If you're like, man, I want to go out to the bar and like turn up and stuff. But like, man, they in there watching film in the weight room. I'm like, yep. man, that's dedication. Like, if you really want to get better, get to the next level, that's what you got to do. I mean, when you look at companies, it's the same way with companies and the people that they employ. You look at companies and the companies where people leave early, like come in right and leave yeah. right on time at bell to bell, even if there's no bell. And they're in their salary. If they're leaving at that time and their work they know that their work's not complete, but they go, oh, I'll be there tomorrow. That's not the type of person that operates at a five-star culture company. Right. A five-star culture company is the boss doesn't even need to do morning meetings necessarily to see if everybody's there or what's going on. They already have something in place where that communication is going all day long and they don't have to babysit. They don't have to do that. They know that the projects are going to get done. They don't have to worry about it. That's what a five-star culture is, is this guy's come, this guy will be here on time. Doesn't even matter. And if any of you won't be here on time, he will tell me an hour before, like, like maybe he's sick or something, who knows, but that's what a five-star culture is, is you get the people at the bottom can, are perpetuating the culture, live by the culture. And they're the right people. And that's why, like, after all these interviews, I go, like, holy shit. That dude is way more mature than me. Because they are. Right. Like, they're way, way – in high school? No, I couldn't – I couldn't – no. I couldn't handle myself that way. Not even close. So, I'm really pumped. And also what it means – Matt Campbell's here to stay, Tyler. Oh, he is here to stay. So, Big 12 – be prepared. Uh, he's not leaving, so we're not up. We're not the same plucky Iowa State. We're actually really good. So be prepared. We're we're here to stay. He's here to stay. I'm sorry, Texas. Sorry, Texas. They they've got to be the most like what? What the fuck? Oh. Because Oklahoma just looks at us and goes, "Hey, you're our competition now. We go through you." Like, the conference championship goes through this game between Oklahoma and Iowa State. Now, they kind of look at the the Red River rivalry and they go, eh, we'll probably win that. And, man, the last few ones have been pretty pretty (laughs) close. But I think that Oklahoma has a lot of respect for us because they just go, oh, they beat us every once in a while, and that really doesn't happen. Oklahoma doesn't well, lose. Oklahoma doesn't lose much to lose to be like irrational with people. So 
Well, yeah, it's but like, but the, and then when you like talk to their fan base, they're actually looking forward to the challenge of you're like, okay, you know what? We actually look forward to playing you guys because you know we see it as like a challenge. But Texas fans <laughs> will convince you that, oh yeah, look at the se- look at the season series. Iowa State's nothing. I'm like, yeah, but in the same. In the last five years, we have a better conference record than you. Like, we literally have the same amount of conference championship appearances as you. Like, stop. Stop, bro. Does the, uh, does the, if the fan base, if the people in the bleachers give the horns down, does it give a flag? They're probably going to give the, the fans a flag. <laughs> I want the whole day when they show up here. In that late October or something, yeah. I want the the whole damn game, the entire fan base giving them the horns down, the whole damn game. That is so dumb. So if you don't know what we're talking about, they the uh, there's a new rule where you can't give the horns down now, which is so fucking stupid. They're, they're soft, dude. Dude, so soft. Yeah, like. <laughs> So fucking soft. You can't take horns down. You can't like. It's, you think that's an insult to you? Well, maybe you shouldn't let this touch them score a touchdown. Exactly. Maybe, like, stop the safety. Stop who, whatever happened. Figure it out. <laughs> oh well. So, yeah, Big Twelve Media Days was this week, and I don't. To be honest, I don't really pay much attention to Big 12 Media Days. I listen to a couple sound bites, but you don't really he- learn anything from them. No. You know? The only thing that I really learned about <laughs> about uh, Big 12 Media Day is that Texas Texas is scared of <laughs> Iowa State. <laughs> they kept they kept kept asking Matt Campbell, "Why are you still here? Why haven't you left yet?" That's more like why? Why are you worried about that? There, it's the whoever writers were like, please fucking leave, please. We need to go back to championships. It's like you guys hired Sark. Like the dude went, his best record was like eight and four at Washington. At at USC, he went nine and four, but that's USC. That's fucking USC, right? So. Texas. Nine wins at Texas. Losses to Oklahoma, Iowa State, and throwing another team. But I think I think they're gonna win like seven games this year. I think that it's a disaster culture wise. Well, I mean, they have a lot more me players than we players. So when you have a lot of me players, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Those be fighting words, Tyler. <laughs> they probably are fighting words, but horns down. Horns all the way fucking down. So, well, I'm trying to think here. I got a question for you. Go ahead. Who, uh, we've seen this kind of going around Twitter here and through the fan base, kind of just everybody getting super excited for the season. Who would you say is a guy that you would look out for this year? Hmm. You can do offense or defense. Okay. 
A guy and this, this, this is always this is always a hard question because people go like, oh, maybe this guy will blow up. Oh, this guy, maybe. Oh, maybe this guy. Well, usually there's only one guy a year who blows up because the ball can't go around to everybody and not everybody can make the play on defense. It, that's that's just what it is. So we have tw- we have a bunch of returning starters. Yeah. Who's going to be the guy who's either already a starter or just going to come in and be crazy awesome? Um, so I think I said on a few podcasts before, my pick is going to be um, Daniel Jackson. I think he's going to. I think he's going to make a huge impact on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we already have some deep threats in Tariq, and um, we have the tight ends. We have Sean Shaw. Like we have all those and, and and Xavier, like we have all of them guys. But I think he's gonna bring another um, another level to uh, our offense, and it will make it even more explosive. He's six three two twenty. That's just that's nuts, man. <laughs> As a freshman, that's jeez. Yeah. So, but like I said, Daniel Jackson. So, who is yours? Uh, breakout player this year. So, my breakout player, I'd probably say, ooh, this is tough. This is really tough. I'd probably say, God, this is tough. I don't even – we just did this in Bronto. So, I really don't know. I'll probably say Jirel Brock. I think it's going to be him. Good choice. Because people always talk about, oh, he's a really good blocker. He is a really freaking good blocker. But he's a good runner, too. He's a really fucking he's, good running He's back. underrated. Like, Kane was awesome last year. He was a great change of pace. He was that guy yeah. where teams would go, oh, backup's coming in. Backup's coming in. You know what's going to happen. And then he torched dudes. I think that Jirel is going to have the same effect He's def- he's not as fast as Brees is, but I think that people are going to go, how the fuck do you tackle this guy? And he he'll probably have a, the the NI the UNI game. He'll probably try to get his footing under him, being yeah. the, being the number two guy. And I think that the next week, those two dudes just show out. They just go, you know what? We've been hearing your BS. We told you guys no, and you think we still wanted to go there, and we chose the little brother. You both were recruiting us, and you took slow-ass Tyler Goodson. Right. Tyler Goodson, a guy who couldn't even break the 12-second barrier in high school and track. Um, I think it's Jirel. I really think that we – it's going to be tough because that will take some carries away from Brees. But I think that Brees will get his. Get his. Oh, I yeah. He'll, he'll get the yards. It's just really nice to know that he can come out and get a breather when he needs one, and there's not much drop-off. So right. It's going to keep him fresh at the end of the season, too. 
That's what the whole fucking thing about Iowa State has been the entire time is we've always fallen apart in the fourth quarter in every fucking game if we didn't fall apart in the first quarter. <laughs> well, it, it was that and then the team, like before before Andrews came, the team always got worn out in mm-hmm. November. Yeah, but like, I mean, even so, like we just didn't have the guys. Right. Didn't have the guys. So that's my dude. I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to be the guy next year, and he's really going to pop off and hopefully goes to the NFL after. So Nice. So, yeah, I think there's plenty of other dudes, but I'm always – I'm the recruiting guy, so I think everybody's going to be awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that we've had enough problems trying to record this podcast. So, we yeah. Can, <laughs> we can leave on a good note. Um, we can leave on a good note. Let me let me just add something. Sure. Uh, hey, everyone who's listening, uh, if you are interested in joining the Discord, um, uh, reach out to me or uh, Eric, aka Sidelights, on Twitter, and we will yeah. add you to the Discord. Yeah, and we because we want you a part of this. Yeah, we we have a lot of fun. We go live every once in a while, just hanging out in the lounge. We have a lot of good dudes in there. It's a lot of fun. Come join the Discord. Man. Come join the Discord and we'd also <laughs> would love to meet you in person when the season oh, yeah. starts. Oh yeah. We'll we'll come say hi. Some, we'll schedule some meetups and events and whatever yeah. and do that. Usually it'll be at football games, high school football games across the state. Yeah. We'll keep it in some games, but <laughs> I'm a I'm a lunatic. So, anyway, great talking to you, Tyler. Used uh, to Eric. Shit, we'll uh, hopefully have more good news next week. <laughs> yeah, here, here's we... having more good news, <laughs> man. Like I think by the time that our recruiting class is done, we'll just be right ready to go into the season. Yeah, and, and then shit. Yeah, and then we can start doing our uh, um. Game previews. Soon. We'll be doing game previews. We'll be talking about what recruits did in their high school games. Yep. All that stuff. So, man, I'm pumped. I'm so, pumped too, man. We got a lot of content coming. So be, be ready, guys. Be ready. Shit. Oh, God. <laughs> got to put that all together, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Well, good talking, Tyler. All right. You as well. See you. All right.